It's hard to be patient, isn't it? <laughs> We're, uh, aren't you glad God was patient for us? That, uh, that verse in First Peter, I remember that verse where he said it talks about God's patience and how patient he was with Noah while he built the ark, how patient he was with all the people that were doing wrong. He said it had become so morally corrupt that he couldn't, it was hurting him inside. Nowhere does it talk about God being angry in, during the flood narrative. It's a sorrow that he's feeling. He's so hard, that he, but he still waits patiently so that he can save creation. We love talking about love. We love talking about uh, a joy. We don't talk about patience very much. And most of us are warned, never pray for it. Don't pray for patience, because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. He's going to give you lots of opportunities to be patient. And so we say, I don't want to pray for that. But this is a fruit. This is a fruit of the, of, the, of the Holy Spirit. Patience is one of those things that we're to be growing if we're following after the will of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit living in us and growing its fruit, we will become patient. Love, joy, peace, patience. If we're growing in those Fruits. All right, let's say it together. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gen goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you don't have that memorized yet, we've got a few more. We've got some work. And if we're growing the Holy Spirit, remember, it talked right before it talked about the Holy Spirit, it talked about the fruits of the flesh. If we're growing fruits of the flesh, like selfishness, you're not going to be growing the fruit of patience. In our society, it's hard for us to think about putting things off. I mean, the attention span has gotten shorter. This is not your fault. It's just reality. Most popular videos on Instagram and TikTok, uh, 15 to 30 seconds. And I can attest, when I am on one of these things, if it goes over 30 seconds, I'm going to the next video. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Our attention spans are ever growing, and we're, we got instant food. I mean, how many of you guys love, uh, the only way you cook is the microwave. <laughs> Hour to cook? No. <laughs> microwave, it's done in 
10 minutes at most. Fast food, I mean, the number one restaurant chains are fast food. Sit down and wait for someone to cook your food for you? Uh-uh. I was watching that um, show my kids like Hell's Kitchen the other day. And uh, they were talking about, they were two hours into their service and they were, hadn't got their food. And I was like, wow, I don't know if we could do this. You know, we go to fast food, we want it, you know, within 30 minutes or less. TV dinners, instant TV. I don't even watch the commercials anymore. We got, if it's one of those channels with commercials on it, no, I, I, we watch it in advance, we record it in advance or we stream it, so I don't have to watch none of that stuff. I don't, uh Text messaging. Remember how excited you were when you got a piece of mail in, uh, you know, stale mail? You get, oh, I haven't got time for that. In fact, I had someone call me the other day and I said, why don't you text me like a normal person? <laughs> I mean, we can't walk anywhere because it takes too long. I mean, how many of you guys walked to church this morning? I did. <laughs> the rest of us, uh, I don't know. Laughlin is not that big. <laughs> and if you live across the river, I'll give you a pass. The <laughs> rest of us, we drive because it's faster. I, um, I remember I was walking um, as I was hearing people pray in a, a chapel service one time. And, and this, in his honest prayer, he said, God, give me patience right now. And that's the society we live in. That's, that's our way of thinking. It's hard for us. We do not live in a society that condones patience. We live in a society that wants things immediate, immediate gratification. We, if you want it, go get it. Get it now. That's seen from everything, from money to sex to go get it now. It's hard to even think about patience because I think in truth, we don't really want it. We don't want to have to be patient for anything. Our selfish desires don't want to have to be patient. And so when we think about that passage, we're so thankful that God was gracious to us, that first Peter, God was patient on us, on mankind, while he waited to save it. And we're supposed to mimic how we know we're growing the fruit right is we're, we're replicating what God has shown us, Right? We're waiting patiently on God's return. How many of you guys are actually patient about that? God, I want you to get here now. 
But he says, we wait patiently. I'm, I know I'm saved. I don't know if I want anyone else to save, so let's not worry about them. Let's, God, I'm ready. And we do want God to come quickly. This world is falling apart. But he know he's promised to come. And so he's waiting patiently for the time to be right for us. We are the ones that keep setting dates, you know. I think there's another one coming up in 2024. And then I read uh, an asteroid's going to hit us in February 14th, Valentine's Day. I thought that was kind of in 20 years or something like that, 2046 or something like that. Uh, so that's going to be the end of the world. And then, you know, I'm sure there'll be a few more in between there. <laughs> um. And so we look, but we look for patience from God. And, and so we have to ask, ourselves, what does it mean to be patient? Isn't that really the question we have to say? What does it mean to be patient? Does it just mean we sit in our pews and not do anything? Because that may seem like you're being patient, but just lazy. <laughs> That's not patience. Patience, um, well, in the Greek, the word comes from the same word to suffer. Um, it's the same word we get the word passion from, uh, like passion of Christ. Uh, we don't, we're not actually being passion of Christ, but suffering of Christ. You ever watch that movie? It's uh, about the suffering of Christ. Uh, it's suffering plus long equals patience. That's how you get the word in the Greek. It means long suffering. That's why some of your Bibles actually translate it as long suffering. Um, and, and, and that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, it's not like you ever had to be patient. Lord, give me the patience to eat this chocolate cake. Give me the patience not to kill my kids. That's what we're... <laughs> it's always about the suffering, right? That's where patience comes from. We never, when we're having uh, a good time, we're enjoying life. That's not when we pray for we need patience. It's when, it's when things are suffering. It's when things like that take work. And it goes hand... That's why it goes hand in hand with Perseverance. Perseverance is standing up under suffering. Patience is enduring long in suffering. And so patience is, is the long fuse when dealing with, with suffering. And the Bible... Um, most of the time we talk about patience, it comes through times of testing. And so we learn to be patient in times of testing. How do we learn to be patient? Well, a lot of it is because we go through it day by day. But it comes through reading our scriptures. It comes from waiting on the Lord. If we live the life that produces the spiritual fruit, then, then 
things get put in their place. And that's often what patience is about. It's about putting things in their right position. I mean, think about it, right? If we put I first, then we start getting impatient. Right? You put yourself the first, you're going to want well, my needs aren't being met my way right away. It's because I am ahead of things. Let's take waiting on the Lord's return, right? If we put myself on while I'm saved, I'm ready, I don't want to deal with tomorrow's BS. So God, get back here now. Because I'm ready. That's me putting myself first. Not putting, you know, all the people, the, the billions of people who do not know Christ. You know, those billions of people that have never read the scriptures. How about even those that don't even have the scriptures in their language yet? Not every tongue has heard the word of Christ. Not every mouth has, is ready to confess. And we wait, but we say, well, I don't care about them. I'm, I'm good. And we say, well, God, eh, you're coming. You need to come now because I'm not ready for to wait on you either. Because you <laughs> I'm putting myself above you, even. And when we put ourselves on. And when we let sin separate us from God, we start putting other things in that place. It might be something good like church or Bible study or family, but it's not God. Or it could be something bad, you know, and that's not healthy, like uh, inappropriate sex or or unholy anger or um, greed or gossip. But when we put things in their place, and what's first in our lives? We, you know, it has to be, say, say it all out of me, what's first? God has to be first in your life. If not, it's idolatry. If anything else sits in the place that's first in your life, even if it's a good thing, your Bible, great thing, we're so blessed by the Bible. But if the Bible is above the one who wrote the Bible, and yes, sometimes we're guilty of this, then it's idolatry. And we see very good things in the scriptures go become bad things all the time. Let's take uh, the Nahashtan. Nahashtan is one of those things that, that, that snake on a pole. That they, the bronze snake on a pole that the people looked at and God healed them from the serpents that were in their midst. And if they looked at it, they would be healed. Fast forward to Kings, they have to destroy the Nahashtan because they're worshiping it instead of the one who made it. We put good things in the, above God all the time. And so if number one is God, if God is not first in your life, then you're going to suffer with 
impatience all the time because we're not getting our patience from him. We're trying to get our patience from what our own willpower. I don't know about you, but I ain't got much of that. We don't have the willpower to survive, you know, passing up the dessert line, let alone giving us the patience we need to love like Christ. Now, if you've got a, wa- a spouse, that has to be second in your life, right? Otherwise, you're committing adultery. It has to be second in your life. Then you can have family. You know, that's why I don't attend everything that goes on in the church, because these things are more important than churches down the line on my list. I don't attend every single thing that happens at church. I don't, I've got to put my family before the church because I've got priorities that line up with what God teaches. And when we put things in the proper place, we divine that we have more patience. Those of you who are kids, remember those times when your patience is running thin and you were like going to strangle someone? Now, I'm not saying you don't need to take some time for yourself. Please do. But often the reason we're about to strangle them is because we're putting our own needs in front of their needs. But you know what's amazing? When we take care of our family, put the God, spouse, family, then we have more time for ourselves because they don't need us every second of the day because they're healthy. And when we put our things in priority, then we can have the patience. We, we discover that we have more patience in life because we're not focusing on things like self. And self is one of those things that just drives us to road rage. Strives us to, you know, because I'm going to get there two seconds faster if I That's why the Bible tells us things like be, in Romans chapter 5, it says, be slow to speak. Be slow to anger, slow to speak. We need to persevere through times of suffering. And through that, and it requires patience. We require that we are long-suffering. And patience... It's not just important in our dealings with one another. It's important in our dealing with God. He's looking for that long-term relationship with you. How many times we treat God like he's, we're in this one-and-done relationship, right? God, you give me what I need when I need it, and then we might talk next time I need something. That's not the relationship time that God is uh, looking for with you, right? Uh, he, Deuteronomy 8.3 says, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on the very word that comes from his mouth of the Lord. You know, I love it when Jesus quotes that passage. This is the passage, Deuteronomy 8, um, 3 is the passage that Jesus quotes. 
when uh, Satan's, you know, he's out in the desert starving and fasting, and, and he says, turn that rock into to loaf of bread. This is the passage that Jesus quotes, because Jesus quotes scriptures to defeat the, the Satan. You should take the time to memorize scriptures. And he says, you know, he says, I love it when he does it. He quotes that word, and he says, because he says, he says, you know, like, I'm going to wait on the Lord to give me, wait for the right time to be, I'm going to wait on the Lord to give me the, for the right time to, to feed me, to go eat that bread. When the fast is done, I'm not going to show off my power now. Yes, he could have turned those loaves. I mean, that's what the passage makes us assume, that that was very much something he could do. I can't do that, but he very much could have. And he says that, so he says, no, I'm going to wait patiently on the Lord because it's not on bread alone, but on the very word of God. It comes from the mouth of the Lord. So I need to wait patiently on God and let his words fill me. You let it work. And so that means we need to take the time, and yes, some are even the suffering, to, to memorize his scriptures, to learn his word, let it fill us. And, as, and yes, and we'll work at different pace because some of us learn words very fast, and some of us learn words very slow. Some of you need to read it and read it and read it. Some of you need to listen to it. I personally am a listener, I like to listen to things, I learn them better when I listen. So I, I have an audio Bible, which actually now is in Laughlin Church app. I made sure that you could listen to it there because I'm a listener. And so we, always, we need to take that time. We need to be patient with God that he fills us up. And when he promises us things, we need to be patient. And we're so impatient for him. It's so hard for us to say, well, God, I need you to provide me with this now. And he says, I'm not just interested in this now moment. I'm interested in a long-term relationship with you that lasts a lifetime and beyond and so we and that's why those passages I was thinking of the wow you guys did such a great job with the wow I'm thankful for all of you who came and gave and but that passage that be still Psalms 4610 be still and know that I'm God, exalted above all the nations, and I'll be exalted among all the earth. But it may we be still. And that doesn't just mean we're sitting in the pew. Mm -mm. It's be still. It's patiently waiting with the Lord in our hearts, in our minds. Be still. And we patiently wait. We, and yes, it's, it's considered suffering because we don't sit still. I'm not talking about your body. Some of you sit still really well. I don't sit still very well. Um, talk about in your hearts. None of us sit still in our hearts, in our minds. 
It takes years to learn how to still those things. And if we get out of practice, we, we assume you guys got that BB and a bop car in your mind always going. You can't sleep because of it. You haven't learned how to still that, that voice. It's something that we have to work at. It's suffering. It's patient. I think about like lifting weights, right? All of life is to me, uh, you know, I lift weights a lot. It takes suffering to build those weights over time, patiently waiting. The rest of life is just like that. Spending time with God. Understanding, say, I don't understand my Bible. Okay, it takes time and work and practice. And yes, work is, that, that's the four-letter word we use for suffering nowadays, right? Uh, <laughs> it takes effort. And so when we look at these, this passage, we look at the fruits of the Spirit, you know, we say, well, I love and I have love, and maybe I'm growing more towards loving certain people versus other people. I have joy. I'm always, some of you were, got caught up on the happiness thing, and that's not what I'm talking about. But I've got joy. Peace. Yeah, I'm, I'm not at war with anyone most of the time. <laughs> Do we have patience with ourselves? Yes, we have to be patient with ourselves when we mess up and we know we're, we didn't get it right and you kick yourself and you feel guilty and you, and you have to be patient with yourself because you are growing more and more like Christ every day, which means sometimes you're not like Christ because you're not Him. So we have to be patient with ourselves and get ourselves back on the road. Repenting means to turn away from that path and go towards the path of, of life. And so sometimes we have to, I have to be patient with myself. I am learning We have to be patient with others. They're not Christ either. <laughs> they need our grace. And that doesn't mean you don't set up healthy boundaries. You know, some people are not repenting and they're not in the position to, you know, that you, you, you know, healthy boundaries, having boundaries is part of patience, right? So I cannot, I have, we have to be patient with one another. We have to be patient with God as he works on his own timetable, not ours. Gifting us in ways that, well, I want this gift. And he might tell you no. He might say, yes, but. You know, I think about that fruit in the Garden of Eden. You know, there's two trees, right? tree of life you can eat from that anytime you want and then there's the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil and whatever this fruit is they're not supposed to have it and i think why did god create it if we weren't supposed to eat it i'm convinced of this because it was a not yet kind of situation you're not ready for it yet don't eat it otherwise it wouldn't be there because it was a good thing And what we do? We said, you know what? I know better, God. 
I'm going to go ahead and eat some of it now. That's why some of you had dessert before your breakfast. <laughs> we have to be patient on God. Because he does know more than we do. And so when he says, I'm not coming back yet, we have to say, okay. When he says, it's time for someone you love to go away, we have to say, okay. No matter how hard it is. And we have to give ourselves the patience to deal with that. And so we have to look at stuff. Do I have patience? Or is something blocking it, you know? Blocking it would be things like sin in your life. Focus, idolatry, adultery. Maybe it's a sin, like selfishness. Do we have patience? And some of you are thinking, well, I wish they would deal with their patience. Mm-mm. You deal with yourself. Let them deal with themselves. That's what boundaries are about. You can't change them. You have to patiently wait for them to change. And if they don't, they don't. That's what boundaries are about. So how's your relationship with Christ? Are you patiently waiting upon the Lord? Or do you come to church on Sunday to get your fix because you need it now? Is it the kind that long suffers together? Maybe it's the kind that almost isn't. Father God, right now we praise you, Lord. We thank you for this time together. We pray, Lord, that you would increase patience in us. Lord, I know so many of us have been told not to pray for patience, but I pray for patience for us right now. Lord, help us to know when to move and when to sit still. Lord, I know sometimes we need that pillar by day and that that, that, uh, pillar of fire by night cloud by day so that we can know exactly when to go forward and when to stop, Lord. And I pray that if we need that, Lord, you provide that. So, Lord, we can know because we want to patiently wait on you. And part of patiently waiting on you means when you say go, we go. So, Lord, help us to go. Help us to sit. Help us to put away those selfish desires that lead to idolatry, to adultery, to destruction of the family, to... um, to our gossip, to our own needs being before you, Lord. Lord, we pray that you would help us to have patience today. Patience with you, patience with one another, patience with ourselves. As we seek to mirror you, as you show us to love, because we were first loved. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We're going to go into a time.
It's hard to be patient, isn't it? Today we're talking about the spiritual fruit of patience. We like talking about love. We like talking about joy. We get warned not to pray for patience. We don't like talking about patience. We get warned. We warn each other, don't pray for patience. Because you know what's going to happen if you pray for patience. He's going to give you lots of opportunities to be patient. And so we warn each other, don't pray for it. Because we don't really want it. Well, I don't want to exercise that one. Let me exercise some love. Let me exercise some joy. Uh, let's skip over patience. But if we're living a life according to the Holy Spirit, if we're living a life that is producing that spiritual fruit, then patience is going to be one of those fruits. And so when we're not producing the fruit of, of patience, it's often a good uh, indicator that something's not right. So today, let's talk about patience. Let's, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. All right. Let's say them together. Fruits of Spirits is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you don't have it memorized yet, you will. We're going to work on it some more. That's one of those things. If we're to be known by the fruits we produce, then we are to be known. We should have these memorized because they're things we should be striving for. And it's hard to think about patience. I mean, we live in a society that does not enjoy the idea of patience, does it? We, oh, we want everyone else to have it, but not us. I mean, think about it. We got... Fast food. That's the number one industry for food right now is fast food. We can't even wait for our food. Cooking for an hour? Uh-uh. Shoot, if my pizza ain't here in 30 minutes, I ain't paying full price for it. Cook for an hour. I ain't got time for that. Let me go order some, some takeout and I'll pay you more if you get it here faster. Here, let me give you a big enough tip to make it worth your while so you can avoid all them cops. Instant food. TV dinner. We, we can't... How many of you, the number one way you cook is the microwave? I mean... We don't have patience. TV. I don't even watch the commercials anymore. You, you, the, I ain't got time for that. Let me just stream it online later. 
How many of you guys watch your football games after the fact so you can skip everything you don't want to watch? Instant message. Texting. You know, I had someone call me the other day. I said, why don't you text me like a normal person? I remember listening to a prayer. Honest prayer. He's praying from his heart. God, give me patience right now. (laughs) Can't even wait for God to give it. Need it now. It's hard for us to think about patience. I don't know. I don't think we really want it. We live in a society, I mean, our attention spans are short, I, I, and I'll be the first to admit, you know, if I'm watching my Instagram reels, if that video is over 30 seconds, I'm going to the next video. How many of you guys are the same way? Yeah, some of you guys, Insta, Insta what? Yeah. Ask someone else, they know. I mean, reading the Bible I don't have time for that. But here it is, the fruit of the Spirit. And 1 Peter, and if we're going we're gonna to follow what patience is, we need to be following after the author of patience. Not what we think patience is, what the author of patience. I think of a passage in 1 Peter, 1 Peter 3.20. He says, but those who were disobedient long ago with God waited patiently when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built, and only a few people, eight and all, were saved through water. Why I think about that one is because God was hurting. Nowhere in the Bible does it talk about the, the, the flood being an angry event. It's about his sorrow. He's hurting. People are destroying him. They're not listening. They're following a path that leads to destruction. He's hurting. But yet, while all that's going on, he waits patiently for a chance for salvation to come about. And that was the ark. He waited patiently. And so I think, I think well... If God could be that patient in time that he is hurting and he knows it's wrong, and he's, but he's still showing grace and salvation, how can I mirror that in my life? Because that's, that's where we get our, our idea of patience has to come from him. We take our, few from, our, 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 our cues from God. So we have to ask ourselves, what does it mean to have patience? Now, patience in the Greek, the Greek word, it comes from the word that means to suffer. Uh, It's the same word we get the word passion from, like the passion of Christ. You guys seen that movie? It's it's not a a romance film. It's, It's about the suffering of Jesus. And so the word patient comes from the word suffering plus long. Some of your Bibles might have been translated as long-suffering. And think about that. I mean, have we ever thought, you know, I need, 
Lord, give me patience to eat this chocolate cake. We don't think we need patience when we're doing something we enjoy. It's always something we're, we, we're suffering under. Or we presume we're suffering under. It's when we're not doing something we enjoy. You know, it's, it's, so we, we long suffer. We give patience under that suffering. We have a long time under that suffering. Whether it be standing in line at the DMV or dealing with that in-law that you just can't stand. It goes hand in hand with the word perseverance. Perseverance is standing under suffering. Patience is suffering for a long time. It goes hand in hand with it. You preserve under suffering for a long time and you get patience. Patience is the long fuse that we have when we're dealing with suffering. I say, well, how do I get patience? It comes from spending time with the author of it. And through practice. Fruit grow like patience grows under suffering. Think about weightlifting, right? If you want to lift heavier, you have to lift heavier. You have to do it for more reps. You have to do it longer. Patience takes practice. And we're rewarded when we spend time with God. We reward when you read the Bible. You're rewarded for that time. When you wait on Christ's return, you know, isn't that one of those things we have trouble being patient about? I'm, I'm ready for Christ's return. I'm ready for Christ's return. Come on, Christ. I'm not really concerned about anyone else at this moment. Come on, I'm good. But the Lord says, the Bible says that we're, we're waiting for him to come now, but we patiently wait on the Lord. We know that he's coming. And if we're living a life that's producing spiritual fruit, that spiritual fruit, the idea is that it comes from God. We're not producing fruit. Remember right before this passage, there was that fleshly fruit. And if we're in, if we find ourselves, our patience wearing thin and we're snapping at people, it's often because we're producing more fleshly fruit than we are spiritual fruit. That doesn't mean sometimes you just need to take a break, right? But that's part of patience, is knowing when to take a break and when to rest. Because we follow after the Lord, right? And he sometimes tells us to stop. Sometimes tells us to go and waiting for those markers when he says rest, like taking the Sabbath off. When he says rest, that was a marker. He said, you need to do this. And having the patience to not work on the Sabbath is a challenge for us. So, well, 
I need to stop. It also means we need to, we can say, well, I have pa- I'm patiently waiting on God. I'm just going to stay here in the pew. That's not what he says either. There's a time to go, time to rest, a time to go. And knowing what it is, it's patient. And sometimes we're stressing and we're working and God says, no, I need you to push a little harder. And that's part of patience too, is waiting on God to say, you know what? It's time to rest. Suicide is another one where, where we have like, this is a long view of patience, right? You're at that point where you're just saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it anymore. I want to end it now. And God has not said you're done yet. But you say you're done. Right? You don't, you're not having taken the patience from him to say, I can keep moving. I can do this. He's with me. He hasn't told me to quit yet. Patience is one of those things. And when we're not producing, we're producing spirits of the flesh, we find ourselves getting selfish and, and, and bitter and, and, and a lot of what we deal with when we talk about patience is we need to put things in their proper order. Think about that. When things are out of order, when I am up above everything else, then I'm getting upset with others because they ain't doing what I, whether it be in the, par, in the driving, drive across the river, and they ain't moving the way I want them to. Or at church, they're not worshiping the way I want to work. Or they're not behaving the way I think they should. You lose patience with people. We lose patience with God. God, why aren't you? But patience comes. When we have things in their proper place, we have patience and what has to be first in our life right what's the first thing god has to be first thing has to be the first thing in life otherwise you're committing idolatry if god is not first in your life you are committing idolatry and we can put very important things very good things in place of god there let me give you a good example in the scriptures the nahashtan which is a bronze serpent on a pole that Moses had made because they were getting bit by serpents. And they said, whenever you look on this broad serpent, God's going to heal you and you'll be saved from these serpents. Read the book of Numbers. Fast forward to the book of Kings. They're destroying the Nahashtan because they're worshiping it instead of the one who made it. We put all kinds of good things in the place of God. Family, church, because, you know, church and God are not the same thing. Bible, we can worship our Bibles, not the one who made it. God has to be first in our lives, otherwise it's idolatry. Second thing has to be, if you are married, your spouse has to be the second thing. Otherwise, you're committing adultery. Otherwise, you're committing adultery. And then if you've got a family, it's your family has to be third. And then it can be things like church and your priorities and where God has laid you in your ministry, your work, whatever that is. 
You know, that's why I'm not at everything here at the church, you know, every event that we, this church has, because I've got to have my spouse and my kids before the church. Love you guys, but you're not my, I'm not having an affair with you, you know. And when we put things in their proper order, we have to, like, if let's take an example, the kids are in their proper place, then they're taken care of, then I have time for myself and for other things because they don't need as much attention when they're taken care of. It says we need to be patient. And so we need to have things in the proper place. We need to have when we speak in the proper place and when we get angry in the proper place that's why Romans 5 tells us that, you know, we need to be slow to speak. You know, James tells us the same thing, right? Slow to speak, slow to anger, persevere with all kinds. It produces hope. Perseverance produces hope. Suffering with patience equals hope. And patience is important, not just important with people. It is important that we realize that we are, import, we're, we, we are patient with one another, right? We've got to be patient with ourselves. I've got to recognize I'm not Jesus. I'm working on being more and more like him, but I ain't him. So sometimes I mess up. Now, it doesn't give me an excuse to misbehave. But it does say that I am allowed to make mistakes. And though I am guilty, God forgive me, I can repent, which means change from that path, and walk the way that leads to righteousness. But I can give myself, and I have to be patient with myself as I grow more like Christ. We have to be patient with ourselves. We have to be patient with one another, because you're not Jesus either. So we have to be patient with one another because we're all in need of grace. Now, that doesn't mean we don't put up healthy boundaries about people that aren't repenting and just, you know, I'm not saying that, but we are all in need of grace. And so we can have patience with each other. We also need to have patience with God. You know, God is not looking for a relationship with a one-and-done kind of attitude. I come to church, I'm good. Jesus, help me now, and I'll talk to you next time I need your help. He's looking for a relationship that is long-suffering. That's long-term. He's looking for a relationship that lasts that goes through the good times and the bad times together. He's looking for a relationship where patient, he grows the patient in you. And where we're together. I love Deuteronomy 8.3. He has humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither uh, you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you the man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. You know, that's the passage Jesus quotes. 
When Jesus is in the desert, he's hungry, he's been fasting 40 days, and he, and, and uh, Satan, the adversary, comes down and says, says, uh, he says why don't you turn that bread into to bread, uh, that stone into bread? Because apparently Jesus can do that. I couldn't do that. But Jesus can do that. And Jesus, the, the passage leads us to say that Jesus, this is a very much a real reality that Jesus can take care of. He could, he could turn that stone into bread. And, he, and Jesus says, quotes from Deuteronomy 8. You know, so, you know if Jesus is going to quote from scriptures, how much more important is us to learn our scriptures? And yes, you have to work at it. You need to be patient with yourself and give yourself the time to work on learning the scriptures. And Jesus says, you know, he says, I'm going to be patient because Jesus, what he's doing there, he's, he's saying that, yes, I could feel my immediate need, my, gratifi- excuse me, my gratification right now. I'm hungry. I could feel that need, that desire right this second. But I'm going to wait on God to tell me when it's time to eat, when it's the right time. I love that passage. I'm going to wait on God. And isn't that what we need? Sometimes in our lives, we need to say, you know what? I could feel that immediate need, whether that be with food or with sex or with money or with, you know, what are you feel in your blank, right? I could feel that need right this second in a way that does not please God. And the world would say I'm okay in most cases. But Satan is leading that charge. Because God says, you know what, I've got a better plan. And I need you to wait on my plan. And so sometimes that means taking the longer view and saying... Don't feel that immediate need now. Wait on me to fill that need. I mean, the whole porn industry is based on that immediate need of gratification that people are not waiting on God to fill that need and they're just doing the way they feel like they need it right now. But that's why I love that passage. Jesus saying, I have the patience to wait on God so that I may be filled up not with bread alone, but by the very words of God. I may be filled with the words of God. And God grows us. And though we know that it's, sometimes it's hard and it's trouble and we, we, we struggle, through it all, God grows us. And that long relationship with Christ grows us to be more and more like Him. But it ain't easy. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to be patient with ourselves. I mean, we got a whole industry on self-help that'll get it done in, in, in two months. Until the next two months comes up, right? That's why we've got a whole diet industry. Because you're going to lose that weight in three days. No, you're not. 
We have the whole industries on these, made around this principle. We don't like patience. We have to be patient. And it starts, and the very thing it starts with, and I love, the, and you guys, wow, you had it right. That verse, Psalms 46.10, right? He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among all the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. And it's hard for us to be still. For some of us, it's hard physically. I don't, I don't know. I have trouble sitting still. I don't know. Some of you guys are like me. There's a reason I'm the pastor. I can't sit in the pew. Um, it's hard for me to sit still. But it's not just about, being still is not just about physically sitting still. It's about our hearts being still. It's about our minds being still. It's about focusing on the word of God and being still and knowing he is God and saying, you know what, God, I know what my immediate needs are, but I need you to fill my needs. I need to be still and let him be exalted upon all the earth. Let him be exalted in all the nations. Even though we know that it looks like the world is falling apart, we need to be still and know that He is God. That's why we wait on Him to return and we be patient with it. Even though the next, what is, I heard a prediction that He was coming next year. Um, and then I read uh, just in the news yesterday, some people were predicting that the earth was going to end on Valentine's Day. I want to say it was 2046. Because an asteroid is hitting the earth. I'm like, well, what a crappy Valentine's Day that's going to be. <laughs> Guess I'll have to take my wife out the day before. <laughs> we wait, and we want the Lord to come back quickly, but... Often when we get impatient about it, it's because we're putting ourselves before. I'm ready. I don't want to deal with tomorrow's BS. God, get, get back here. We don't even wait on him. He says, well, you know, there are billions of people that have never even had the chance to hear my name yet. He said, well, you're God. You take care of it. And he said, I did. I sent you. And you're like, <laughs> And he says, be still and know that I'm God. And he said, well, I don't know if I can handle that person one more minute. Those kids that you gave me, I love how God speaks in the same manner we do, Right? My children, until he talks to Moses and they're misbehaving, he goes, your people. <laughs> With those kids, we just, I just, says, wait patiently on me. Put their needs before yours. And then we have patience. 
We be still in our minds. And it takes years of practice and work to make our minds be still. Some of you have trouble sleeping because you don't know what to mean. You're like, stillness. My body looks still, but my mind is. It takes practice. It takes work. Work is another word we're using for suffering anymore, isn't it? It takes work. So I think as we think about our next steps, this, this thought are, is, do I have patience? Right? Is this something, granted, we all need to work on it. But we can't be afraid to ask for it. Even though God will give us plenty of opportunities to suffer in patience. Because we want to emulate Him. And, you know, sometimes we say, well, I'm patient, but we're, are we really? I'm patient with the things I like or the people I like, but if it's someone else, I don't have much patience for them. You know what? God deals with people he doesn't like all the time. He loves you all. But when you disobey him, he doesn't like you so much. But sometimes things block us from patience too. It's not just, it can be things like, I'm becoming bitter, I'm becoming selfish, I'm becoming sinful. And we have to ask ourselves, is there things in my life that are blocking patience from myself? Am I putting myself, and putting myself before God, and putting myself before the, you know, the calling of God, you know? Now, some of you are saying, you know what, this is your problem. I've seen some finger points already today. This is your, you can't change anyone else. Focus on yourself. <laughs> That's where boundaries put in because some people don't want to change. Sometimes you have to throw those boundaries up. So they say, am I patient? How's my relationship with Christ? Is it a long-suffering relationship through the goods and the bads in the long term? Where I say, God, I want to stop when you tell me to stop. And I want to move when you tell me to move. And I need you to show me where I'm screwing up. And then be patient with myself when I do screw up so I, so I can get it right. But I need working on it. Repenting. Or do I need to, am I patient with others, knowing that they're not God, you know, we get short with others, right? They're not behaving the way that I say they should behave. You know what, they're not perfect either. You didn't come visit me when I was sick and you didn't, I didn't tell you about it. Um, how is your relationship with Christ? Is it long-suffering or the kind that almost isn't? Father God, Lord, I pray. Lord, I know I've been warned and we tell each other don't do it, but I'm going to pray right now for patience. Lord, I pray that we may have patience. Lord, that you may give, grow in us this fruit of patience as we wait patiently on you. 
as we be still and focus on you that you are God. Lord, that, Lord, I know that we have needs, but Lord, I pray that you would meet those needs in a healthy way. Lord, help us to turn away from those sins that put ourselves first so that we may follow after you and what you need. Let us mirror your patience as we deal with ourselves, with others, and with you. Lord, that we patiently wait upon you. Help us to focus on you right now. Lord, I pray the special blessing on those who are going through troubles and, and, and trials in their lives and they are waiting patiently on you, but they need your guidance. Lord, sometimes I know that we need that pillar of fire by day, night and that cloud by day to give us the, 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 the path. Tell us when to stop and go. So Lord, I pray if, if someone in this room needs that right now, that you will provide that in their life. Lord, that they will see that pillar, when to stop and when to go. Lord, as we just worship you, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. We're going to